Hey everybody, it's Bill Courtney with an Army of Normal Folks, and now we continue with part two of our conversation with Chavis Daniels, my former player and the founder of the North Memphis Steelers, a football cheerleading and mentoring program that's helped over a thousand kids in North Memphis, right after these brief messages from our generous sponsors. Hello, from Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, host of Womanica, a daily podcast that introduces you to the fascinating lives of women history has forgotten. This month, we're bringing you the stories of disappearing acts. There's the 17th century fraudster who convinced men she was a German princess. The 1950s folk singer who literally drove off into the sunset and was never heard from again. The First Nations activist whose kidnapping and murder ignited decades of discourse about indigenous women's disappearances. And the young daughter of a Russian czar whose legendary escape led to even more intrigue and speculation. These stories make us consider what it means to disappear and why a woman might even want to make herself scarce. Listen to Amanica on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I never thought I'd take my three young kids to Sicily to solve a century-old mystery, but that's what I'm doing in my new podcast, The Sicilian Inheritance. Join us as we travel thousands of miles on the beautiful and crazy island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a mystery for the ages and untangle clues within my family's origin story, which has morphed like a game of telephone through the generations. Was our family matriarch killed in a land deal gone wrong? Or was it by the Sicilian Mafia? A lover's quarrel? Or was she, as my father believed, a witch? Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Favorite story is probably um, so many. I got so many, but I can, one that I can name is one of my players' dad couldn't make a um, tie ceremony at Grizzly uh, Prep, and out of the blue, they called me like 30 minutes before the program and asked me could I substitute for his dad to go tie his tie for him. This is just a thing that they do to um, eighth graders to to let them learn how to tie. Yeah, tie. not even just like when you tie your tie, they make you. They say they make you a man. So. Right, I get it. So his um father couldn't make it. It's and, an inner city bar mitzvah. Right. 
and that was just um, aesthetic that I could make it. And I feel like there was a um, thing. And that, so you went and stood in for the yeah, kids. Yeah, and I, I got on the t- I got on the uh, stage and tied his tie for him, and you know he was. So what that make you feel like? It made me feel like it's still good people in the world that don't expect anything but to show you that you my guy, and I'll be there for you. But beyond any sport, beyond whatever, you do realize that imprint will be on that child's mind the rest of his life. Right. Yeah. And like, hopefully, if he make it, he give me some. <laughs> I'm just playing. And uh, one and one more memory that I could say was probably one of my best. It was uh, recently at Manassas was um, one of our artistic players wanted to uh, run the football. Hold it. One of your autistic players. Right. One of your players has autism. Yes. And uh, he always said he wanted to run the ball, but we were like, bro, we don't want you to get hurt. So um, the last game of the season, we got with the refs, we got with TWSAA and asked them could uh, we allow him to run the ball, run a touchdown. And you told the other team? Yeah, we told the other team, and they, they was with it, so the last play of the game, they won the game, actually, and they um, allowed him to run a touchdown, man. He was so happy. He felt like he just won the lottery. So would you hand him the ball and y'all arranged it so that he could run, run and, and everybody kind of acted him like yeah, they were trying yeah. to play with man, him? It was, it, was, it, was, it was a crazy moment. Like when I say even the other fans were like cheering for him. Like we and, – and, and Manassas haven't had that many players – I mean, haven't had that many fans in the game. Since we were there. And we had, I know, at least over 200 people in the stands going crazy about him getting the opportunity. And I thought that was pretty cool. What did he say afterwards? Was Man, he just he was stoked? Just dancing. Just like, <laughs> and our video went crazy. Like, it was just, he was happy the kids picked him up, you know, made him just feel like he was, um, like he was the champion, like, like we wanted him to. Hey, uh, I remember, um, I don't know when it was. It was a few years ago. We were texting about something, and you couldn't do something because you had, like, your kids and a whole bunch of other kids right. at your house. Right. What's that all about? Um, we had, to to this day, probably one of the most all-around athletic kids I ever coached. Uh, he got four siblings, so it's five of them. And they were uh, sleeping in their car. They were homeless? They was homeless. They were homeless, and... He um, what, a mother and five kids. A mother and five kids that were sleeping in a a, a four door sedan, like not much room for. Um, was five it summertime people. or during? It was it was both. It was kind of like end of spring into fall time, so kind of like both. How could they eat or bathe? See this where see this where after after we figured it out, we was like, oh, oh so you didn't know at first? No, we didn't know. Like they hid it from us, so. One night she was because like, they were embarrassed. Yeah, and she was embarrassed. And one night, I don't know what happened, but she had her kids at work with her. And we was, and my mom really liked this group. And she was like, "What's going on? Like, why are those kids not somewhere? You know, you at work? Why are your kids not somewhere sleep? And you know, but they are all at Walmart in the car. So oh, me, so she got a job at Walmart. Walmart. She was doing and security. She had to leave the kids. No, she was doing security. Like the patrol a lot at night times. It was an overnight job. I see. And um, she secured, so she did security patrol in Walmart with her kids in, in the a car. car. Right. So um grief. me and my mom had we really cared about the like this family. So my mom has like a nice house, so they stayed in the garage. Which the garage is like a house. It's another house that has a shower and an audit. Kinda like a guest house. Like a guest house, but it's kinda it's a garage. So um they stayed in there for like a year. A year? A year, and couldn't pay 
nothing, but they had like a real bedroom type environment. It was. Are they on their feet now? Um, the kids stay with their father now, and I don't know what what the other one's doing. So, but, but the kids are okay. Yeah, the kids are okay. They stay in Nashville now. But again, your mama opened up her house, man, for a year, free, rent free, and this lady had a job. But it's not about her; it's about the kids, right? And my mom grew up rough too, so she understood that um, everybody needs somebody sometimes, and I feel like. That alone is just as a testament because I because I set up her and said a lot of stuff about what I did, but if it weren't for my mom in the village, like we couldn't have did none of it. Not one person can do it, not two people can do it. It truly takes a village. And growing up I never understood that, but now I truly understand that even two parent households need a village. No matter how we look at it, like we gotta have a village to make it happen. And we were just a part of somebody's village and hopefully they appreciated it, and even if they didn't, like we still did because that's what we felt like we needed to do. You know, Chavis, something that I had wrong when I first started my work at Manassas that I learned over that period of time and that now I've grown actually really comfortable with is no matter how hard you try, right? no matter what you do, um, some fall through the cracks. And if you, if you, if you look at any activity you get involved in and you say, well, on this side of the ledger is all the wins and on this side of the ledger is all the losses. And if the wins don't outnumber the losses, well, then you consider your activity a failure. But the truth is you can't look at it that way because anytime you go into places that are really challenging, any of the wins that are on the win side of the ledger wouldn't have happened had you not done the work that you did. So any win makes the effort productive and positive. And you have to accept there are going to be some losses because it's, you know, where there are areas of need are the most difficult places to work in. And so (laughs) the point is you're not going, when you pull yourself up and you decide, I am going to be a person who's going to take on the tough things and I am going to try to make a difference in my community you have to go in understanding there's going to be losses and there's going to be plenty of them and you and you can't you can't exact positive effect on every single person you come into contact with but whatever effect positive effect you do have would not have happened without the effort so it is a win and so I guess what I you said earlier that you can't save everybody. Right. Um, but not saving everybody does not make the effort unworthy. It's the saves that you do get that make it 100% worthwhile. When did you figure out that no matter how hard you try or no matter how hard you work, that there are going to be people that still fell into the cracks, but that that was okay because of the ones that didn't? Right. And... I learned that listen, like the second year is when I put my one thing my mom taught me in those seven years was not never put all your eggs in one basket. Meaning like if you got a good kid on your team, you can never make that kid believe that they're bigger than the team. And when I first started, I always did it. Like if this was the best kid, I made this kid feel like he was just b- bigger than the King team. King Kong. Yeah. 
And those same kids, I remember like two hours before a game, all the kids that I praised so much and loved so much, they left my team and went to another team like two hours before kickoff. That break your heart? It broke my heart so much. It broke my heart when kids left my team. But as I got further into it, it was just like, maybe it's just me. Maybe, maybe people are doing what's best for their situation. And the kid that I put the most blood, sweat, and tears are the ones that still go, go to juvenile like I did. And most of those kids, not even bad kids, it's just the environment. And that's no excuse because we still make our own decisions. But And one thing I've learned is just like I've ran into so many kids like I was. And the hardest thing I think I've had to do was try to coach the me out of a kid. The hardest thing you've had to do is try to coach the you out, out of, of the kids. Kid. Yes, sir. Because you recognized it from your past. Right. And I had, I've had kids to walk off the field, throw the helmet, call me B's and H's. And, like, literally, I've had to experience the same thing that I was taking people through. Even with my son, like, you know, sometimes, like, when he get in trouble at school, like, it's just, you want those kids to be so good that you're willing to do whatever. And sometimes whatever ain't even good enough. So, but that's, and those losses make you makes, feel like, what am I doing wrong? Right. What's wrong? I remember feeling it too, but then you always have to go back to, but these 10 Kim, things right. wouldn't happen had I not been here. Like, yeah, with Kendall, he started off like real crybaby, angry, fighting. And now he in the sixth, well, he going to the seventh grade and like one of the most respectful kids. And it's because... You know you, it wouldn't happen without Right. You. And you catch it before it get bad, and you feel so good to see that this kid is shining right now. So would you put up with 10 kids leaving your team and getting angry and calling you bees and everything else for that one Kindle? Yes. Would you do it all over again for that one Kindle? Yes, sir. I, I, man, this one, this one, this my guy. And to just know that kids know that you care about them, kids still reach out to me. I got kids that's going Division One college football right now. We got seniors that's going. Uh, Ricky, Ricky Ism plays for Central High School, the number three receiver in the state right now, and he got like six offers on the table, like from Marshall and Bethune Cookman and stuff like that. And just things like that are what make it worthwhile. Like yeah, so in reality, like we know we can't save everyone, but. It's different when we don't try. And I'm, like I said, I'm just trying. And if the best player that I just had, he's been on house arrest. He's been on house arrest. Um, He had an aggravated robbery last year. I literally talked to his probation officer, got him off the house arrest monitor just to get him to Manassas. And after the season, he go back to the same thing. Like one of the best talents for sure in Manassas right now. And he was and, a ninth grader. And it kills you. And it kills me because... His best friend just got killed. And the way that he living, like, you know, is you never know. You know, and a lot of this stuff started at home. Everything starts at home if, if you ask me, you know. And sometimes parents got to hold themselves accountable for some of the stuff that, that their kids are doing. Because a lot of this stuff started at home. And 
We just a village. And imagine trying to coach a kid that you don't want him to smoke, but he can smoke at home with his mom. So it make it like... When you say smoke, you, you, smoke you don't want your team getting into alcohol and smoking weed and stuff. Right, right. And so that's your rule, but then he can go home and smoke weed with, with his, his mom. mama. So, yeah, so it's just like... How do you fight that? You can't. Right, but the point is, you can have a hundred of those losses, but the one win... It make you feel good. It make you feel accomplished. It make you feel accomplished for sure. We'll be right back. I never thought I'd take my three young kids to Sicily to solve a century-old mystery, but that's what I'm doing in my new podcast, The Sicilian Inheritance. Join us as we travel thousands of miles on the beautiful and crazy island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a mystery for the ages and untangle clues within my family's origin story, which has morphed like a game of telephone through the generations. Was our family matriarch killed in a land deal gone wrong? Or was it by the Sicilian Mafia? A lover's quarrel? Or was she, as my father believed, a witch? Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. It is 2024, and we're going to get through this together, folks. My campaign promise to all of you here on Next Question is going to be a good time the whole time, we hope. I have some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring Kris Jenner, who's got some words of wisdom for me on being a good grandmother, or in her case, a good lovey. You know, you start thinking of what you want your grandmother name to be. Like, are they going to call me grandma like I called my grandmother? So I got to choose my name, which is now Lovey. I'll also be joined by Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, to name a few. So come on in and take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. I loved it. Your energy and joy. I'm squeezing every minute I can for you out of this season of Next Question. Last question, I promise. You have to go. I have to go. (laughs) But it's been so fun. And I can't wait for you to hear it. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello. From Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, host of Womanica, a daily podcast that introduces you to the fascinating lives women history has forgotten. This month, we're bringing you the stories of disappearing acts. There's the 17th century fraudster who convinced men she was a German princess. The 1950s folk singer who literally drove off into the sunset and was never heard from again. The First Nations activist whose kidnapping and murder ignited decades of discourse about indigenous women's disappearances. And the young daughter of a Russian czar whose legendary escape led to even more intrigue and speculation. These stories make us consider what it means to disappear and why a woman might even want to make herself scarce. Listen to Amanica on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And, like, out of these seven years, I feel accomplished. Like, every year I went to a Super Bowl, I got, like, six championship rings. I got two national rings. And it ain't even about that. Like, you know, because it ain't even about that. Well, it's not about the ring. It's about the accomplishment. Accomplishment and the experience more than anything. Right. 
being able to take kids that never been out of North Memphis to beaches and to ride on charter buses like you did for us. A lot of people won't ever get that experience with. Shout out to Just Wings as well. Like they, they gave us an um, opportunity. They gave us a $10,000 sponsorship two years ago. They put us on a coach bus. We went to so many cities. Like, and it's just, it's kids that never been to a beach. Well, they get to see a world right. outside North Memphis right. and think about the possibilities. Right, and going to Florida and just showing kids just different and having fun and just, you know what I'm saying, them understanding that somebody really cares about you. I'm just blessed, Coach, and I'm just thankful that I had people like you. I had people like my mom. I had people like one of my little league coaches. I was just thankful that I had people like y'all that had a patience to work with me. And although it might seem that like I wouldn't listen, I was always listening. And I was always taking heed to things, even though like I, I really didn't act like I accepted it. But I just didn't apply myself. And I'm just thankful for people like y'all that helped me get to this point in my life. Chavis is going to be hundreds of kids from North Memphis who are going to say the same thing about you one day. I hope so. I'm proud of you, buddy. Appreciate it, Coach. I'm beyond proud of what you've done. Yes, I'm beyond proud of all my former players that have volunteered their time to be assistant coaches and everything with you. Yes, and since you started this, and, yes, and every time we're together, which is pretty often, or we talk or text or whatever, something I hear you say a lot is that it's important to me that people see that everything going on in North Memphis is not bad. Right. And I'm going to be real candid. What I, what I garner from that is it pains you that if you're a black male from North Memphis and people outside North Memphis see a black male from North Memphis, they automatically assume the worst. Yes. Speak to that a little bit. Speak to, speak to what your concern is there, because I know you, and I know that's not a chip on your shoulder. Right. That's a real live concern that you have. Right. And, my, and, and, and before you start, you can substitute North Memphis for anyway. East St. Louis, Detroit, Baltimore, parts of, uh, of, of any, any large city in this country has these areas that are populated by lots of young, many times lower income black folks. Right. And people automatically assume that what they see sensationalized on the news or in TV shows or movies is the reality. And that bothers you. Right. I, but but not with so a chip much. on your shoulder, that bothers your heart. Yeah, it, it bothers me because like, now that I've grown up and I surround myself with certain things, I don't, I don't get that everybody's violent or everybody's always angry because that ain't, that's not true. I wake up every day and go to a school where there's some great kids. They just, they've been guided wrong. And what hurts me the most is like, I can walk in a room and I got an arm full of tattoos and people are looking at me like, oh, well, he just, you know, this way. But I can. What do you mean this way? They can just Speak think, it. Right. They can just see I got tattoos and think I'm just a thug or they just think. A I'm, big black dude uh, yeah, with, tattoos, with tattoos. And earrings in your ear. Right. And pretty ugly. Right. And they just, and they think, <laughs> and they just think we just violent all that. But, and a lot of times being honest, like we give people reasons to feel that way. 
because so much so much crazy stuff is happening these days like we give people the reason to say well yeah black people are always this way because look what we doing to each other especially and every day I wake up I try to surround myself with people that's already in the direction or trying to go the direction that I'm trying to go so for instance I wake up around young men that want to help the youth and every day literally I'm around positivity and most of the times we are what we surround ourselves with and most times we, we, we surrounding ourselves with the wrong people and we making these poor decisions and nobody want to hold each other accountable and th- that's what kind of angers me is that we always complain about why people say things about black people is because guess what let's, let's be realistic we, we do so much to ourselves and like I just, I just hate it that we don't hold ourselves accountable enough and so you're trying to change that with right. these kids. And I wanna and like I wanna show people that man, I ain't just in it for money or I ain't in it to capitalize. I'm I'm in it to truly, like my heart is truly in the middle of North Memphis. People always ask me why I was in a movie, I don't have security around me in North Memphis, but I don't live there, I don't live that type of life, so I don't, I don't go around feeling like somebody trying to hurt me, or I don't just go around trying to feel like I'm trying to hurt somebody because this is not what I'm doing like people see me literally every day I'm speaking positivity into people not just kids like people my age I try my best to help go in the right direction like it's not what you do it's how you do it and I just want to be a vessel in the community and just be a part of the collective and show people that all people not money hungry all people not out to get over on you or you know, and it's people that genuinely care about the community. And I'm one of those people that literally, like my heart, everything I do, I do with my heart. And sometimes I feel like it go unappreciated, but most times like it don't even matter because I know for a fact the reason I do it, my intentions up here. And like, I know the reason I'm doing it. Like I'm, I'm really out here trying my best. And it's a lot of people out here that aren't trying to do nothing. We can, we can complain so much about what's going on, but what are you doing to change it? What, what are we doing to change it? Like, we get we, we got to hold ourselves accountable and soul search ourselves and ask us, like, what's the real problem? When can we look in the mirror and say, I'm complaining about this, but I ain't, I'm not doing anything about it, so what am I complaining for? So you, you're helping kids. You're helping uh, male adults. and female kids. Right. You're bringing in your teammates to coach. You're trying not just to change the kids, but change minds right. about people, uh, the minds of people who look into North Memphis to see what's going on there. And then you decided, well, I'm going to do this football thing. I'm going to help these kids. Now you're back at Manassas working with those kids at Manassas. Right. You trying to keep your old teammates that are your age now right. engaged in positive stuff. But you still, it still hurts your heart that people look into your neighborhood and assume they know who they're looking at when, sure, there's some bad going on in tough neighborhoods, but there's a lot of good, too. So then you decide you're going to start a thing called We Not Me. We Not Me TV. Okay, what is We Not Me TV? Um, We Not Me is a platform um, that I came up with, and it's basically 
about the news promotes so much negativity. You mean the people on Fox and CNN and the ties that talk all the big smart right. words, the ones, the ones that aren't Are the normal the, folks, right? Because it's a lot of positive stuff going on. We, I got a friend that has a food business this that played for Manassas. That has a food business this upcoming. I got a guy Tony Bell that I played football with has a community center, like a real community center, like stuff that people need to know about, like you boxing. Like when we grew up, we had stuff to do. Like we could go to a community center. We could go play football with our friends. We had a lot of stuff to do. And there's so many people that I'm around every day that's doing so much positive things and people don't talk about this. So We Not Me TV is just a platform where we can shine a light on the positive things going on. So what I do is go around with kids, with the kids, it's a fun, we do comedy. When you say with kids, with your players. With my players and we give back to the homeless. We teach kids, it's bigger than just sports. It's not all about sports. And We Not Me TV is a platform where you can come here and we can grow together. We Not Me, meaning everybody see me doing it, but it's bigger than just me. It's about we, it's about the collective. And I feel like I want to start a platform where where you come to my platform and it helps you grow. Or we can do a sit-down podcast and you can let the sit and know what, what what kind of positive things you're doing. Or say, for instance, we record football games for high school players. They don't even have to be in my names. They don't have to be nobody that I'm familiar with. I go to a Germantown game and the player of the game, I got a field access and I go on the sideline and do a, like an interview like to make a kid understand that this could be all the time for you. If you're good enough and you go to school, you're going to have to learn how to talk in front of cameras and stuff like this. So it's just like small things that make up the bigger picture. We'll be right back. Hello, from Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, host of Womanica a daily podcast that introduces you to the fascinating lives of women history has forgotten. This month, we're bringing you the stories of disappearing acts. There's the 17th century fraudster who convinced men she was a German princess. The 1950s folk singer who literally drove off into the sunset and was never heard from again. The First Nations activist whose kidnapping and murder ignited decades of discourse about indigenous women's disappearances and the young daughter of a Russian czar whose legendary escape led to even more intrigue and speculation. These stories make us consider what it means to disappear and why a woman might even want to make herself scarce. Listen to Amanica on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I never thought I'd take my three young kids to Sicily to solve a century-old mystery, but that's what I'm doing in my new podcast, The Sicilian Inheritance. Join us as we travel thousands of miles on the beautiful and crazy island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a mystery for the ages and untangle clues within my family's origin story, which has morphed like a game of telephone through the generations. Was our family matriarch killed in a land deal gone wrong? Or was it by the Sicilian Mafia? A lover's quarrel? Or was she, as my father believed, a witch? Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So we, not me, you spend time away from Bonassa's weight, the extra time you have, and you go around highlighting all the positive Other things, things right. going on in North Memphis. Like, so if you got a food and, and it could be a business, it could be a kid doing something right. well, it could be somebody helping the elderly, it could be anything. Right. anything. And positive. you're just trying to go around positive, we not me, to change the perception of, of the people ex- of in North Memphis. Exactly. How's it going so far? Man, we hit a million views three times. And it's just like, it's not about race, it's not about gender, it's not about political beliefs it's not about any of those things it's about the real uncut everyday positive things going on and when i say everyone that i'm in contact with every day feels like this is the platform i want to be on are you having people now reach out to you say hey i want to be on we now TV? yes i have um <laughs> if i don't know if you guys know but um mario bradley his name is grove hero he, is that uh, a rapper? Yeah, he got the hand. He got the little messed up hand, and he's um the little messed up hand. He got yeah, he got a hand. <laughs> I he, don't know and what he's that the means. guy that <laughs> he just did a Christmas giveaway for over ten thousand people. Just gave away free gifts to kids. Had all over North Memphis, all over the city, not just North Memphis, like Every all year. over. So I went out and profiled him. I just went out and did a. A short video with Moneybag Yo and Quinn Bohanna of the Memphis Cowboys. What is that? Um, it's that Moneybag Yo. Giveaway. Is that rapper. another rapper? He's the, like the, one of the biggest rappers in. in uh, and who's the cowboy thing? Uh, Quinn Bohanna. He's a, he uh, the star and D tackle for the Dallas Cowboys. I got it. Um, they did a giveaway. Are these guys from Memphis? Yeah, they yeah they're from Memphis. And so, because people like me. Right. Don't know nothing about right, all right. that. So that you, you put it on We Not TV, We and, Not Me TV, and you know how many people love them, and, I, and we can get ten thousand, twenty thousand views just off them reaching out to me to follow them. And so, not only are you coaching little kids, North Memphis Steelers, you're working them in Manassas, you including all the players around you. Now you've started this We Not Me platform Man. to highlight the good things going around. Right, and we got. And I got to ask you one more time: Who told you to do this? Um, this is something I came up with. I posted my first video from We Not Me TV hit 1.5 million views in a month. So, Chavis, the point is, what keeps anybody from anywhere in this country 
from doing the same thing in their communities. No excuses. I just try. That's all I'm doing is trying and trying is trying. Obviously, trying is working. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm just trying. And when I say most of these videos I record from my phone, but I got uh, I got um, an iPhone 13 and the videos are just crazy. And I'm like I said, I'm just learning new stuff. I'm learning how to do graphic design. I'm learning how to make logos. I'm I'm just all over the place trying my best to just not be idle, not be doing anything. I'm tired of hearing about us killing each other because there's a lot of us out here helping each other. If I got an opportunity and my friend struggling, I try my best to like, you know, even if it's just a word of mouth, even if it's just doing this on the platform and saying that I see you and I see the positive because most of these people I'm talking about had rough upbringings just like we all did. And they ain't making no excuses. They going out making it happen and providing for their kids. And I want to advertise like it's, it's black fathers that really take care of their kids. I know so many black fathers that's active every day. I got five children and I'm active in all five of their lives. So I want people to know this because like the picture a lot of people paint of us, this not really us. So uh, let me get this right. North Memphis has got an army of normal folks just trying to do good things. Right. An army of normal folks just trying to make a difference. And sometimes a lot of people, their fire inside them is extinguished because they feel like no one cares. The fire that burn inside of us to do the right thing is put out because like people already got this narrative of who we are. And it's not like that. So what I'm trying to do with We Not Me TV is way bigger than just Chavis from Undefeated. It's way bigger than Chavis from the North Memphis Steelers. It's about not even just Memphis, like anywhere who can see a post that I post of me being a daddy to my kids or me posting my little daughter, Ava, saying inspirational words to other kids. Like I want people to see those type of things because it's so much good going on, y'all, there. A lot of people are just overlooking or don't even just or simply just don't know about it. And I want to shine a light and I want to be a vessel to like shine my light on the good things and not just all negative. One of the things on an army of normal folks that we do as we're finishing up here is everybody, all of my guests give their contact information. I give my contact information. We all give contact information because the idea behind an army of normal folks is that we want to create a movement mm-hmm. of an army of people across this country just seeing places of need just like you have and saying, hey, I have a certain talent in this area and I can help. So all of our guests have given out their information. So here it is. If anybody hears this and is inspired by what you've done with the football and the work of Manassas and the We Not Me TV, any or all of it, and they want to reach out because they want to start, but they they want to hear some guidance from you. Or if anybody listening wants to help out the North Memphis Steelers or the We Not Me platform and reach out to work with Chavis, donate to Chavis, or help him in these pursuits, how do they get in touch with Chavis Daniels? Uh, I do a, a social media. I do Facebook. All of it is my name, Chavis Daniels. We Not Me TV is his own individual platform. So We Not Me TV on Facebook. We Not Me TV on Instagram. And so when people can reach out to you through those channels and you will respond. Yes, yes, yes. We'll, I will respond. And like I said, we've been kind of 
we've been having a lot of positive things, guys, and it's so much that could happen. I'm, I'm just, I'm here for it, and I'm just locked in and focused on what's next because I'm so tired of people talking about undefeated. <laughs> <laughs> so we got to think about the next thing this up. <laughs> Chavis Daniels, as I've said three times, I'm proud of you. Yes, sir. I, and I, you know I love you. Yes, sir. I love you too, Coach. Well, I love you. And Chavis, you're making a difference. And to think of the skinny little impetuous ninth grader that showed up at Manassas and look at the man now who is making such an imprint in a neighborhood who so desperately needs all the positive. Um, I am uh, I'm inspired. I'm, I'm honored. I'm proud of you, and I love you. Love you and, too, Coach. And you are, without a doubt, a member of the Army of Normal Folks. And the beauty of it is all the work you're doing will just help grow that Army. Right. Um, and it doesn't matter if you're in a wealthy neighborhood in a suburb or in North Memphis with the demographics that you all heard. Um, all you got to do is have a heart, some humility, and a little effort, and you can make a difference. And you are. Yes, sir. Thanks for being with me, Chavis. I appreciate the opportunity, Coach. And thank you for joining us this week. If Chavis or another guest has inspired you to take action in your community, please let us know. I'd love to hear about it. You can write me anytime at bill at normalfolks.us, and I will respond to you. And if you enjoyed this episode, subscribe to the podcast, rate it, review it, share it with friends and on social. Do all the things you can to help us grow an army of normal folks. I'm Bill Courtney. I'll see you next week. Welcome to season nine of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast hosts Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every family has an origin story, one passed down through the generations. Mine happens to be a mystery involving my great-great-grandmother left behind in Sicily. I'm Joe Piazza, and my new podcast will transport you to the gorgeous island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a whodunit for the ages. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.